Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Just let our soul and our body focus on the spirit, your spirit. What we're looking to do is bring us, each one of us, into unity, spirit, soul, and body to return to our original configuration that we are one spirit, soul. So your soul is learning to accept life, receive life from your spirit. Your spirit has already received eternal life. Who you truly are, your spirit, is joined with God. So the more we can cooperate and even enjoy the process, of our spirit restoring relationship, reuniting with soul, we'll be focusing on the real projects, our real purpose. Now God assigns us all projects. The people you have in your life, the job you have, the physical infirmities you struggle with, your neighbor, your past, your present, your future. All of these are circumstances that God has crafted for you to learn or change or be healed and conformed into one, spirit, soul, and body. There's nothing in your life that God didn't put there. God doesn't have any whoops moments He never says, wow, I didn't see that coming. Many can accept that and understand, okay, he's sovereign. But then they start to argue, well, well, then why does he let this happen? And why didn't he keep me from making this mistake? Your spirit already knew everything that was going to be happening in your life and agreed to it. Because it's for your benefit. Because God loves you. We often measure what's going on in our lives, whether it's good or bad, based on right now. This little snapshot 
How are we doing right now? But his purpose in our lives is not about just right now. It's about achieving oneness. And the more we can see the circumstances of the right now as an opportunity. This is one of the ways we can learn to redeem time. That we are not at the mercy of time, of our past, our present, or our future. We are the master of time. Time is under our authority. And we start seeing time, our day, our present, as merely another circumstance that we are to learn from. There are different aspects to this learning because part of what is going on is God is healing our soul. We've all been healed, I mean that wounded. We've all been rejected, and some have been been rejected more. And those wounds need to be healed, and God wants to heal them in due time. And part of that wounding process was we learned to trust lies. We believe doctrines that aren't true. We believe things about ourselves about God, about others, about our circumstances that are just not true. And so he wants to reveal himself. He is the way and the truth and the life. What is true? He wants us to know true. But there's an additional aspect that he wants us to be learning now. And that's how to live as a spirit being. For most of us, we've lived most of our our lives and are living most of our lives as a solical being. We're living out of the strength of our soul and hiding the weaknesses. We can throw in aspects of our body our gender, our skin color, our age, our height. Those are all things about your body. They're not about your soul, and they're certainly not about your spirit. And these are aspects for each one of us that we are learning how to live as a spirit while we have the soul that God gave us, living in the body that God gave us. I don't know why he chose to do things this way. But for now, we can engage him. We can work with him and bring those questions to him. Why why do you do things this way? I think one of the reasons, as we talked about last week, I think, was it instills 
appreciation, gratitude, We don't value what costs us nothing. So God does want us to put in effort to have a relationship with him. So many of us would be willing to climb the highest mountain or sacrifice great sacrifices. Do great things in order to please him. And yet just spending time with him and letting him change us, that's too hard. And we're always in a hurry, aren't we? That's part of this soul, this this natural world we live in. There's a a world system that we're fighting against that is connected to time and peer pressure. And these are true things. These are actual enemies that we have to conquer. Our challenge is to not conquer them out of the strength of our soul. And until that soul is connected to spirit. You've already achieved your knighthood. But God's not going to send you into battle until you know how to handle that sword. He doesn't want you hurting anybody else unnecessarily, and he doesn't want you to get hurt. And it takes effort and practice to learn how to use that sword. And that he gives us these opportunities for practice, these negative circumstances, for our benefit, for our training. So we want to be engaged in what's going on in our lives, in our community, in our world. Not because we need to change it, but because it is in this world, in this situation that each one of us are in, our unique situation, that God has crafted opportunity. And we want to take advantage of every opportunity. Again, that's how we redeem the time. Not out of pressure, but out of taking authority, recognizing we have the power over our circumstances. And sometimes it's as little as not being bothered by it or being able to tell whether we're responding, whether we are making a judgment based on our thinking our emotions, or what has worked in the past, rather than what is spirit saying? What is spirit doing? Or a wound is touched through that circumstance that the Lord wants you to know he's ready to heal. 
and he wants you to be involved in that final healing so you can enjoy the freedom and express what? Gratitude. Thank you, Lord. So there's a simplicity in our devotion to Christ that this is what he made way for so that we could enjoy the same relationship with God that he enjoys. Now, we are co-inheritors and joint heirs with him. The relationship he has with the Father is our spirit's relationship now. Our soul and our body are on their way. That's the traveling. That's the process. That's the journey. So we've been talking about the night seasons. And it's great that some are experiencing the night seasons in a new way, in a new, different way. And the way God makes himself known at night don't, you don't need to worry about getting it right. God will reveal himself. He will make himself known. You don't need to guess or wonder. Ask. Lord, is that you? And as in the case all the time when you fall asleep when you're first learning to do this that's fine ask the next day lord was that you lord was that you that woke me up let's do that right now lord did you visit me last night thank you lord Guess what? He visited every single one of us. He always visits. Sometimes he wakes us up because he wants us to know, and sometimes he doesn't, but he always visits you. You. He visited you last night. Lord, did I hear and receive what you wanted me to hear and receive. Now, write down what he says says to you and take it seriously. Now, when you, let's say we can call it missing him, say you started to get up and you couldn't stay up, you fell asleep or something distracted you, you ended up watching TV or reading a book or Doing, you know, looking out the window at the neighbor, whatever might have happened. Don't worry about it. There's always tonight. What we are looking at is developing a habit. What if we always started with, we, when any question comes up, when any situation comes up, when any anything happens, we immediately turn to the Lord. Lord, is this you? Lord, what's going on? Lord, do you want to talk to me about this? We immediately have learned 
to turn to the Lord and ask. Be available to him. Well, we want to learn to value the night seasons in the same way. Each individual experience is not what's most valuable. It's that you're developing time habit. And we don't neglect our time during the day, but we recognize there's something special about the night. And we've talked about that, how the quietness of the of when everyone else is asleep, not just in the household, but in the neighborhood. And there's a stillness we can still our thoughts, the things of the day have fallen away. Our body is more relaxed. Our soul is more receptive. And we're able to hear spirit. Even if we don't experience God, we're much more likely to receive from our own spirit. So there's a value in the, in the night seasons that we want to take full advantage of. And if we can make it a habit, if this is something you can learn to do, you will be farther ahead in your integrating your soul and reuniting your soul and your spirit than many of the most world-renowned Christians. This is what we could call a secret. It's a well-known secret, but it's one of those things where it's easy to do. It's easy to understand. It's hard to do. But it's simple. It's just not easy. Because you know what? We like to have control over our own days. And over our own nights. We like sleep. And that's fine. The body needs sleep. And your soul needs sleep. But more than sleep, your soul and your body need spirit. need a refreshing encouragement, guidance, a healing, a touch, an encouragement. We need an encounter with the Lord. And when we start to taste those experiences, when we start to experience his presence in a new and comforting and satisfying way, we become willing to put other things aside. And we can start there that have an expectation that he's going to visit you because he is. So what does that mean? How can we be prepared for him? What can, are there things we can do to be ready for him and to give him the respect and appreciation he deserves? We want to honor his visits. How do we make ourselves more available and make the most out of our encounters? And we've talked about how we can make sure our thoughts 
and our emotions are settled, that we're not going to sleep after reading something or watching TV that has stirred up our emotions or thinking about getting, you know, don't have a, an angry phone call with someone, hang up the phone and then think you're going to go to bed and have a nice, calm night's sleep. We, need, we are learning to bring our soul, our mind and our will and our emotions under our spirit. This is an opportunity to learn how to do that so that we can come and make ourselves available to the Lord gently and quietly. And even if we don't experience his presence, even if he doesn't reveal and manifest anything, we know he's present and we know we are absorbing from our spirit into our soul and even into our body whether we sense it or not. Over time, what happens is he stirs up that hunger and thirst. Your soul begins to respond. Your body begins to respond. And it gets to the point where your soul wants it, wants that time with the Lord, and your body yearns for oneness with God. So over time, you're more and more willing to bring other parts of your life under your spirit control, where you start saying no to things so you can say yes to him. Where you can start going to bed even earlier so you can get up in the middle of the night and spend more time with him. You may have to buy new furniture so you can have a nice, comfortable chair. You may need to make, other, make a whole other seating area outside your bedroom so you don't disturb anyone else. Whatever situation you, you're in, oh, I don't want to disturb anybody else. eventually you're willing to disturb somebody else, make demands on others. When I get up, it's not a time for you to come and, and sit with me. I'm sitting with the Lord. But this is from a thirst and a hunger, not a demand. God wants us to want him. God wants us to be with him because we want to be with him, not because we have to be with him. That if, we're, if we don't, we're not pleasing to him. We make him unhappy or it doesn't honor him. No. He wants us to want him. He wants us to be with him. And that happens naturally because we are with him as, as we are with him, our soul, again, our soul and our body reunite with our spirit. And your soul wants to reunite with your spirit. Your body wants to reunite with your soul and your spirit. That reunion is our original configuration. 
And that's that configuration is where the spirit of God flows into our spirit, into our soul, and into our body. The most unrestricted. Your soul is first partaker of eternal life. Now there is part of your soul that doesn't want that reunion. And that part of your soul has been doing things its own way. But God is the one who changes your soul, conforms your soul to be refitted with your spirit. So you, in a sense, you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to go looking for problems with your soul. God will bring them to light as he sees fit. So we don't need to get all self-critical or self-circumspect. Instead, focus on the things you can do. Make yourself available to him. Spend time with him at night. Now, we've been talking about how he comes to us at night and that sometimes he comes, like we were just talking about, and we don't know that he comes because he always comes. He's always in present. He's with you right now, so he's come to you. He's right there right now. But at night, for all the reasons we've discussed, our awareness is ready if he chooses to reveal himself. So those are the times that there are times when he comes to us and ministers to us without waking us, but then there are times that he wakes us up. And he approaches us and he knocks and he reveals himself. And this is, he will do this because it's a teaching opportunity. What is he teaching us? He's he's teaching us how to live as a spirit, how to live and move and have our being as a spirit. So, the way he awakens you or makes, you know, you may find yourself awake even and then all of a sudden you'll sense his presence. Start paying attention to how he comes to you. You know, some have a notebook by their bed so they can write things down. Or as soon as they got up in the, get up in the morning, they write down what happened. However, whatever works for you, let the Lord direct you how to do this, but take it seriously because this is part of your teaching. This is what he wants you to learn, not because there's going to be a test or so you can teach someone else, but because by by taking note, paying attention, this is part of the learning process. This is the changing process. You are learning his ways not just about his ways but by experience so as we are expectant of his coming we prepare and then we prepare to respond and 
Again, it's fine if you make mistakes. It's, you're going to. And it's fine if you miss him, quote, unquote. It's fine. This is the process. It's, the relationship is what we're after. And the restoration of our internal relationship. So there's going to be times when God comes to you a certain way. And you'll be able to tell why he's come. You'll be able to tell if it's for intercession, that there's something else going on that he wants you to be in on and to join him in paying attention to. And very often God will tell us or point to something we need to pay attention to the following day or a direction. Now, over time, and don't worry about trying to figure that out. This is not about, okay, getting your Bible out and figuring and trying to interpret when God knocks at the door and you hear a knocking, that must mean this, that, or the other thing. The Lord himself will teach you the meaning of his approach as long as you ask and don't try to figure it out for yourself. You will begin to just know. And again, this is encouraging to, this is his responsibility. It is his responsibility to reveal himself and to teach you. You can just enjoy. Go along for the ride. He is the God. He knows what he's doing. You can trust him. He loves you. So we'll pick it up here next time. Feel free to drop me a line if you have any questions or feedback. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.